I rate this album a I rate it a, a three point three. You know? A three point three out of five. Three point three out of five. Like and when I kind of when I critique albums, I critique albums um, from a musicality sense, but also from a conceptual sense. And I thought it was quite strong um, conceptually, but it lost me quite musically. You know, I thought, um, I thought, as far as the musicality goes, it was, it was very kind of monotone. You know, there wasn't really too much um, variance, you know, to the music. Um, to where it's kind of difficult to break the album up from 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 song to song. Um, but as far as as far as conceptual execution, like I thought it was it was pretty strong. Like you kind of got the idea that you know she is essentially over it. Um, she sounded quite depressed on this album. You know, like she lost faith in love and and relationships. You know, which is you know slightly unfortunate, but. Um, makes for an interesting narrative. Um, I think I will leave it there before I go on further. In fact, I just want to say my favourite song is Come Through with Asha. Um, I thought that was a sick rendition of um, the original tune, You Me Wanna. Um, you know, Asha is just a, is just a very, he's a class actor, isn't he? You know? Um, so, so yeah, I think I'll leave it there. But, um, who would like to to, to give their thoughts and opinions on the album. Do not be shy. Okay. Okay, go for it. I don't know if you want to, yeah? Yeah. Um, so this album, I think, I didn't actually hear what you said, Jordan, but in my opinion, from my score first, my score's probably about 3.4, probably. Yeah, I was a 3.3. Okay, so I, I'm going to echo exactly what you said. So music, musicality, Wise, I feel like it lost me very early on, and it's as you say, very monotonous the whole way. From, like from the middle of the album, you get the big singles quite early on, and then from there it's just like the same, the same, the same. Like how many times can you tell me that like love is difficult, like <laughs> in one album? Which I get that is the concept behind it, but I'm just like, give me something, give me something somewhere in it. So, give me something to chew on. Yeah, and yeah, essentially. That's, that's what my, my thoughts are from a high level. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like even just reading the room, I feel like a lot of people by like song seven, they're on your phone. You're on your phones. You'll lose interest in it quite quickly, which is harsh. But so you want to win the crowd over here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's why. That's why. Cool. I think in terms of number, I would rate it like. Um, maybe like a two out of five. I just think that um, obviously before I came today, I would have said it's a bad album. I wouldn't say it's a bad album anymore. I would just say that like it's an album that has a very specific target audience and it doesn't give much if like you're outside of it, which is fine. But for me personally, it's just not great. I think it's because um, it's an in your feelings album. Um, and so the only value really that it brings is kind of being with people like it's music you can cry to basically so if when you can really relate to the lyrics of one song i guess like okay that's why people have enjoyed it in the past um but like lyrically musically there's not really much there and i think that's a shame because she's very talented like she has a great voice um but she doesn't really like obviously like that's what she wanted to do with it she wanted to give people that kind of outlet to to be in their feelings with um but I would say that, you know, there are other albums that, like, more successfully, they have a purpose of the album, they have a target audience, but still there's something for other people, even, like, to still enjoy the album. Like, I've never felt the emotions that SZA was feeling when she wrote Control, but, like, I can still really enjoy that album because there's so much there. Like, there's, um, like, lyric, like, just a lot of um, other emotions that are, like, more relatable to people in general. So I just, I don't feel like some, like... Yeah, it's good for who it's good for, but that's a small amount of people. So you think she struggled with that? Yes, a lot, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that comes across in the way that there's no, um, yeah, like you were saying, it's monotonous. Like, there's not really much um, change. Like, if, 
you know, when you're exploring, when you're exploring kind of a range of emotions, I think that would show in um, like the range of different sounds that you get on the album and the different um, different flows, different um, types of vibes that you get from the album. But seeing as it's all one, that also like to me is a sign that there wasn't really much for her to say. She just said it over and over again. Got you. Just, uh, I will give this album to as well. Uh, I was being, I was pondering upon it because prior to coming here, I necessarily did not enjoy the album. But I thought, okay, let me listen to it again. And um, credit to her, she did manage to convey that sense of uh, that toxic getting into your feeling, kind of like being very. Uh, Wait, you just said that she's what toxic. Yeah, okay. like she was very much, you know, like you know when you just had a breakup and you're just not a good person. Like she was just very angry and very sad about what she expressed. But similar to what people have, people have said over the, the length of the album, there wasn't any much more. There wasn't any. There wasn't. There wasn't more to explore. And I felt like she could have probably uh, done not a lot more if she was a bit more mature about how to experience that heartbreak. Uh, but then again, I, I realized that this album came out when she was 23. So maybe the level of maturity that I was expecting from her was not fair. Um, but personally, I do not like this album a lot. A couple of great songs on there, but overall it was very monotone, just very forgettable, really. And um, I was fighting to sleep. Really <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we got um, some rebuttals tonight. Uh, can, can you expand upon, upon when you said uh, Summer Walker and her fans were neo toxic queens? Wow. No, no, don't worry. Go ahead. Um, so I disagree. Um, I think. So what do you what do you rate the album? At so five I would rate the album four. Okay. Um, and I mean this as respectfully as possible, but. If you didn't feel it, it wasn't for you. Like, I don't think she wrote for you. Um, I think she wrote for herself. Oh, so are you saying to me to, or... To anyone who didn't feel the album. Got you. Yeah, it wasn't for you. And I think if you experience... I think she, act, like, accurately articulated what it's like to be in love with somebody and to have hopes and dreams and those things to not work out or to not want to give up on this person but knowing that you have to step away. Um, so there's certain people that you know what you're gonna like. You know that they have the ability to give you the musicality plus the films. Jasmine Sullivan, you know that she's gonna take you to a place. So there's certain people that they're just really indulgent and they're just articulating what that, that those feelings when you're sitting on the bus on the way home after a really hard conversation, or you are in the toilet crying at work because you know you're not, you can't get it together with you know this person like you love and. Um, but like I just think she did that really, really well. And for someone who actually cried to this album because it accurately depicted how I was feeling, I'm not gonna lie. These two, these threes, I'm hearing is making me feel away. Do you get it? It's actually making me feel away because, like, yeah, if you've been there, if you've had those feelings, like, you'll understand. I think Janae's Ico is another person that does that really well. You're not gonna get the bangers, the big bangers, but what they do well, they do really well. And I think Summer did her thing on this album, personally. Thank you very much. Cool, nice. Okay, so she seems to have a, a fan base on this side of the room. Um, is there anyone here that would like to follow up on, on that comment? Please do not be shy. There we go. So before you go on, um, what would you give the album out of five? Four. Four, okay. I disagree that the whole album is like sad because she does have songs like Tonight which is not sad and she has come through which is not sad I feel like it's kind of a generalisation to be like she's just upset the whole time she's not, it's pretty good Okay Go on, you wanna, here we go we've got this lady here um, I'm gonna give it a brief like I really enjoyed the album but objectively that I feel like why you guys feel like it's not this is more of the production side because what London does is play to her strengths and because he's an experiment with his production so she can experiment with her vocals and everything but that's why it's given that we're not in his vibe. Like my favourite song on the album is Nobody Else 
and you can tell there's a difference of production because on that song, CDJ helped produce the song as well as write it. So there's a difference between like that song and everything else on the album, and that's why I personally tend to it because I can see that there's a breakaway from what she does best and what she knows, but it's allowing her to experiment on a different level. And I feel like for a debut album, you want to stick to what you know, what you do well, in order to like get those hits and draw in your fan base even more and become more commercial. And that's what she does. That's like, that's what she did well with that album. That's why it's like still a very like cult acclaimed album. And I feel like if it's her new album, she experiments more, which I feel like some people love it, some people hate it. But that like, like, people say like it's more in production terms rather than the depths of her lyrics and stuff like that. I feel like London himself made it very safe in order for no one to say that like, oh that doesn't sound like all her soundcloud songs. Yeah. Well you know, really interesting. Um, is there anyone else that would like to kind of air their thoughts and feelings on the album? Okay, cool. Oh, there we go. We've got this lady here. Aloha. Hello. <laughs> um, I kind of agree with the numbers. I don't really know where to lay it myself. I probably, you know, like a three to higher three, almost a four. Um, I think as a new artist these days, it's very hard to come out with projects so quickly. Um, there is a lot of pressure from not only obviously record labels and stuff, but the fan base to be able to just be ready with something because everyone loved the last stuff. And you know, there's that comment of like, you're only as good as your last album sort of thing, um, or your next project sort of thing, you're only as good as your next project. Um, and Yes, it's lazy in ways, but there's definitely a good few tracks on there that you can easily feel or like connect to in some way, whether it's your complete story or not. I think for me, um, the highlight is the the song with Usher. Yeah, I agree. Because you know, to touch any song on that album. What my way? Yeah. Like that is an album. Do you know what I mean? My way is an album that I will rinse even to this day. And the fact was twenty twenty five years old. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it turned recently. So, um, to be able to revive as classic that way without ruining it is a real hard task, and it was done very well. The fact that Usher was on the track as well was just the creme de la creme of it all. But yeah, that definitely is the highlight, I'm afraid, of the of the album. But it's, it's a good product. I think London was lazy and he could have pushed himself a lot more and helped push her. But, you know, we'll see on the next project, you know, because they're together, so hopefully. Oh, are they still together? Aren't they? Oh, I don't keep up with that, that still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they are, then surely there's a next project called I'm sure there's things in the bank anyway, in it. Would you say that you're a Summer Walker fan? Yes, but yeah. she does not push herself vocally enough. Okay. I think there's a lot of tracks on that album, and then this is why people will say that monotone, where you can hear that she could push just a little bit more or go for a different um, tone or, um, sorry, I'm not very um, great with the words in terms of musically, but, you know, a different... Um, uh, Range. range, thank you. That was <laughs> Yeah, if she went for a different range on some of the songs, she could have got a better result. I think it would have been a different album. And um, but yeah, she doesn't. She didn't do that. But it's interesting. Cool. We got this lady here. Um, I would rate the album. I'm gonna say a four, like a solid four. Um, I think with Over It, as I think a problem who said someone said before, like, it was obviously her first album and she did jump, like, straight, pretty much from SoundCloud to this album. And I went and, um, saw the, her tour, the Over It tour when the album came out, and she was awful live because, her, like, her life changed overnight. I think she was, like, a cleaner or something, and then... She got signed and made this album and it all happened really, really quickly. Like she wasn't ready. It's 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 one thing being a singer and having a great voice, but then being an artist is a completely different thing. And I think in the headspace she was clearly in an abusive relationship with London 
like the space she was in and everything she was going through I think considering that the album is like fantastic and really depicts exactly what she was going through in her life like it may be like kind of one tone but I think that's just where she was and still over it obviously we're not talking about that album now but you do see she's clearly in a better place she's more comfortable being an artist I saw her again at Wireless and like her stage presence from when I saw her before is just like shot up and you can hear the change in the album and the sounds in her writing in the production she's has more confidence to like take risks um she's growing as an artist and I'd say spiritually as well from what I what I can see um so I think yeah I think like I don't know people are being a bit harsh on the album still like it's a very good body of work right oh so we got this lady and then this lady um here afterwards oh wait on so how many people first? um this lady yeah Cool. Um, you'll talk after this lady. Um, I would rate the album a... So could you just talk oh, a little higher? Sorry. Yeah. I would rate the album a 3.8. Okay. Um, and I, I just wanted to say one thing I think I like about the album is how brave she is. Okay. Um, to be... She's very vulnerable. She's very raw. And I think you made, you made a comment about how you felt like there was a level of immaturity and you felt like that maybe is kind of indicative of how old she was when she wrote the, wrote the album. But I think um, one of the things that endears her to a lot of people is the simplicity of the simplicity of her writing, but how it actually is kind of conveying very complex emotions. Um, and I like the fact that while people might say that the album is repetitive in terms of the subject matter, I feel like she really she does a really good job at kind of articulating the intricacies of love. And I think and I, and I think I don't know. I think it's admirable. I I, I just She's not. She, I think she's a great writer, but I do, she's not someone that I'd be like, oh, look at her metaphors and or oh, look at the. Like, I, she's not doing that. But what she does do is fantastic, and I think I, I think to be able to convey very complex emotions that simply over and over again, but looking at them from different different angles, I think is um, yeah. Just I think it's commendable. So I, I really like the album for that. I actually really like her writing. That's what I'm to say. I think I, I like the writing on the project. The music. Hmm. But <laughs> I think the writing is I think the writing is good. So, yeah. Okay, cool. We've got this lady here and then um you'll have left afterwards. What's what's up? No, it's, it's her. No, no, it's, it's, it's you, it's you. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Okay, so for me personally, I didn't rate this album too highly and I would love to because I do love Summer as a, a person, what she stands for. However, I understand that with this album, she was going through challenges with her just not being so, um, not authentic, but just uh, in terms of how she was quite reserved and shy and everything, which I understand. However... The beats that she had with this album, I found were very reminiscent to like Party Next Door, um, people like that who could actually, who who could who could make the song more than it was, and I found that she did not do that with the beats that she had because they would make you want to feel a certain type of way, and it was just coming across very, um, a bit toxic. Um, which maybe is where she was, but then I feel like she could have wrote better for her toxicity. Um, that so, other so can you expand on what you? I just, I just didn't like her writing on this, to be honest, because there was about four tracks for me, which I found personally, which were very intriguing and made me want to delve deeper. And then there were other tracks that made me want to turn it off, which is not how I want to feel about music. But because I respect someone Walker as an artist, that's why I didn't turn it off. However. I felt like she could have come hard like she did with her later projects. Maybe because of her anxiety made her go harder with her later projects than this one. But I just felt like with what the music that she was served with it, her writing could have been more on point for what she was trying to convey instead of making me personally want to turn it off. That's how I felt with it. And I'm all for women and, and, and women's whatever they're going through and I felt her, but I felt she could have conveyed that message a lot better in this album than she did with others. Got you. Right. Got you. Lexi? 
So, my rating on this album actually changed a few times during this discussion. So, I first thought of it as a 4.2, but now it's kind of dropped to like a 3.8. Um, I value Summer Walker more than I do her music. And earlier what the lady said, that lady there, she touched a bit on her background, her history and how Summer Walker came up. And I was always aware of that. And I really do see Summer Walker as a good and genuine artist. Like I love the fact that in this album, she is very raw, she is very vulnerable, she is very real in her emotions. And even though like the monotoneness, like people have commented on it being monotone as like a criticism, I actually really value that, I actually quite like that. Um, I get very agitated with artists who switch up their music or like, you know, have that like one song to kind of like cater to multiple different artists. And it's like, she really did make this album based off of what she was experiencing. And I like that, even if, even if, you know, it didn't really switch up and songs did kind of run together. I like that she had a very clear concept. She had like an idea for it. She stuck to that. And she, in my eyes, conveyed that really well. The reason why my rating on it dropped and what I actually felt like she could have improved on, she could have done, she could have been more experimental and probably have even have done some songs kind of like with a sense of acapella even, just to kind of even further kind of just enhance the theme of that album. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Cool, got you, nice one. And this lady here? Hi everyone. Um, I just have something very, very small to say. So could you just speak a little bit? <coughs> Can you hear Sorry. me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> okay. So um, I was just going to say, I really, really love the album. I would rate it a four out of, out of five. Um, my favorite song on the album is Playing Games. I feel like, especially in modern dating society, I feel like everybody, most people can relate. Let me not project, but most people can relate. Um, and um, I hear, like, I heard a lot of the like comments about the album and it being very monotone and very repetitive. But I just feel like, again, like music is subjective like what i'm like another person might not like and um i've heard people say you know it's quite yeah repetitive but you know what you're going to get with her and like when you're feeling a certain emotion you listen to a particular type of artist and i just think it's interesting that people have said it's monotone but we have rappers that you know are use the same flow and no one ever thinks that it's repetitive it's like you know what you're going to get when you're going then you usually go there when you're feeling a particular type of emotion so i think that's commendable and yeah i'm team summer that's what i want to say cool, cool. nice <laughs> i really got a, a cheerleading squad over here don't we <laughs> Here we go. Um, so I actually did like the album. Um, I'm gonna give it a strong three. Like I feel like for it, you had to be. I think that lady over there said, "If it's not for you, then it's I not just for you." Into the mic. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. Like I believe it is a diary, and I feel like she made herself very, very vulnerable in terms of saying, "Okay, this is my heart, and I'm wearing it on a sleeve," and this person's like really hurt me and I, oh, sorry. Oh, that's really close. Um, sorry. Um, I believe that I thought she was really like, for her to do that and do that in front of everyone, I feel like that's very vulnerable. And it's like, you make, it's you make, you kind of want to cuddle her in a sense because she's so like, ah. Uh, exposed. But yeah, so exposed. That's the word I'm looking for. But even as a performer in that, when she performs, I didn't go to see her at Wireless, but I did see clips of it. She started crying. So it does hit home. It's not just, you know how some people, when they go out and they, when they like rap and stuff, they rap about things that they don't even do. This is heartfelt. This is something that she's actually experienced, which I do like. Um, she, even when she's performed and she's been pushed up on a pedestal, uh, she normally has like strippers and things like that that perform so you're not looking at her but you're listening to her but i think she's very it's nice i like heartfelt her. yes got you here we go princess um i feel like my uh, so i don't think I've, i feel like i'd heard a few songs on the album before but i hadn't actually listened to the full thing my opinion on it changed i think as i was listening to like different people i I want to give my number, but I almost want to say what I want to say and then give my number before okay. people like, yeah. Um, 
I'll qualify what I want to say with, I agree with the point, I think, in the corner that was raised about her writing. I think, as a writer, her ability to truly, like, capture her experiences in, like, the simplest terms, like, she does that quite easily. I I feel like... I, I, fe- I feel like the song was singing her rather than she was, like, singing the song. And, and I s- I'll say this to the point of... I think it's interesting that, that, I guess, the dynamic that she has even with the person producing her music because listening to it, there were times where I almost wanted to strip back the, the music and strip back the melody and literally just listen to her. Like, there were certain riffs that she was hitting and I'm like, you have a good voice. Like, when you're in your sort of element, you actually have a really nice voice and she does experiment with sounds, but it's like you get lost in all the stuff and like it's almost like smoke and mirrors of the I guess the production that you lose you kind of lose her in that and I think that's almost a reflection of the type of relationship that she's in even that you'd have him sort of produce your work so I think even to the point that someone literally just mentioned over there that sense of her having like being on stage performing and having almost distractions and so I feel like listening to this body of work it 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 caught me initially and then it started to lose me as I was just seeing more and more distractions in the melody. And there were certain songs like um, Party Something and Come Through that I liked. But beyond that, it was very easy to get lost amongst the distractions and, and almost lose her voice, which yeah. is like really strong and her writing's really good. So I almost feel like, yeah, if you had almost stripped that back and created almost like a beginning, middle, end and taken taken us on a journey rather than loads of distractions it probably would have felt more memorable and oh, okay. i i did actually sleep but that so to <laughs> say my my number i'd yeah but i'd probably give it like it was gonna be a 2.5 maybe a 2.4 I'd, I'd say 2.4 ouch but yeah sam um hey um i'm gonna rate the album uh 3.3 um respectful 3.3 um but it's because I sh- yeah, I struggled to connect to it, and these lovely ladies overhead helped me articulate why that was, and I think it is what people have raised Cause before. Because I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so it, there were there were highlights for me, and there were bits that I was like, okay, like I'm just listening to it and going through the motions. It's stuff that I could put on. Well, in the what background. parts of it don't you connect to it, by the way? So not necessarily like don't connect to it but i think when you see summer walker supporters like they fuck with her heavy like it's crazy yeah um, and i think it's because there's she's speaking on their experiences as well and then when someone speaks to your experience like you like it's, it's that the connection hits different like yeah it's like the holy ghost just touched you and you're like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like them kind of things there so um i didn't have that um but I definitely enjoyed her voice. And I think someone made the point about it seeming kind of monotone and like not being varied. And then someone also mentioned about her like living with anxiety and probably being like depressed and things like that. And I think when you're in that state, you do seek comfort. It used to like you watch shows that you've watched before or you um, you just do things that are familiar to you because you're kind of trying to avoid risk and trying to stay safe. And um, it reminds me of her, um, is it Tiny Desk? Where she had the doll. And yeah. she was holding the door. Like, you could tell, like, that's someone that's not having the best time of life right now. So, yeah, it speaks to your point of um, earlier being about, like, being able to create that body of work through all that difficulty and challenge that you're making. So, yeah, I think, so just in terms of, I'm only rating it on how I vibe to it. So it's, like, 3.3. I think there's other artists that sing similar music, like Ari, Scissor, that I can connect to because it's more musical. Um or I feel there's more musicality to it that I can appreciate. But yeah, no, she did a thing on this still, so I appreciate her. Cool. Um, I think that this is um, quite an interesting album um, from a few standpoints. I think um, the most predominant one is its kind of critique on like relationships, at least you know in the modern day. And... Um, I guess echoing Sam, like as a guy, it might be a little bit difficult to um, connect with it because it's not really an experience um, that we go through as guides on the side of a woman, if that makes sense, right? So, like, um, I'm interested, like, to know, like, who do you feel like gets dissatisfied in relationship? Like first, like is it men um, or is it women? And um, and if you have an answer to that, like what would you say like contributes to that? 
Sorry? <laughs> huh? I'm, I'm very interested because like, um, here we go, we got this lady up here. Yeah, no, the black one next to her. Here we go. I wasn't expecting such a reaction, by the way. <laughs> um, like, could you just like speak, speak into the mic and just speak a little high? Yeah, of course. Is yeah. that is that clear? Uh, maybe just hear? a little higher. A bit higher? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Um, I would say like we would just have like a little kind of conversation between ourselves, and I would say maybe it's sorry just to reiterate. Your question was who gets dissatisfied first? First, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I would say women. Okay. But I would say that perhaps again, this is not a generalization. This is just, but maybe we don't necessarily vocalize it uh, as soon as we might think it. Okay. Or if we're kind of dissatisfied with something, or there's something that's not quite right. I mean, I, I don't know. Again, this is just me musing. Yeah, us having a kind of conversation between ourselves, but that's kind of what I think. Um, did you want to say anything? Yeah. yeah. I think oftentimes women are too kind and too nice, whereas men are quite ruthless and they put themselves first. Men, women often put others' feelings before theirs, so they might be dissatisfied for a long time before they even end the relationship, whereas as soon as a man gets that thought, he's out there cheating. That's why I think. Out there cheating? Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, is there anyone who'd like to expand on that? H here we go. We got um, Idris here. <laughs> um, I do agree with you. I feel that women get dissatisfied first in a relationship. Um, and I think the reason for that is because um the the courting or at least the dating scene has kind of promoted this idea of appearing to be one thing um so that you can get your partners or you can you can get with some just increase so uh the dating scene currently well yes currently has kind of promoted this idea of um uh giving this allure or giving this this uh, this persona uh, so that you can impress the person that you want to be with so a lot of the time, women will get into a dynamic with somebody or in a relationship or whatever it is on the, on, on the face value of what they were, they were told or what they were shown as opposed to who the person is actually uh, at the core. So you're talking projection? No, I'm not talking projection. I'm saying that most women will enter a dynamic with, somebody, with, a, with, a, with a male at this point uh, based on what he has said to her or what he has shown to her. And the moment that they see that to not match, like the person is not as authentic as, as, as they portray themselves to be, they will feel dissatisfaction. However, similar to what you said, they are more likely to be uh, lenient or gracious because of that idea that uh, it's not nice out there or, you know, like it's, 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 it's very ruthless out there. And if you have something, at least hold on to it, as opposed to the male perspective, which is there's many fishes in the sea and, you know, you can just be done with one and then move on to the next. So I think that definitely creates a, a disparity in the experiences in dating, where women are more likely to enjoy a lot more suffering before they are over uh, uh, somebody, whereas guys tend to be very cutthroat. Cutthroat, insane, because they, they they definitely understand that when it comes to the dating market, they they have a lot more options essentially. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so we got this gentleman here. And if you could just pass the mic to one of these guys here. Jordan, you're, you're going to get us cooked with these questions, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you over there, some of them answers, God forbid, in this, in this stadium. Um, I, think women, I think women just ride out a lot more than us. Okay. Uh, with, I don't know, I, I think we're very young when it comes to that kind of mindset. But women, well, I wouldn't say women don't get dissatisfied or like before men or so, but women definitely put up with us a lot more than we are put, up with. put up with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't ride out as much as women do. Why do you think that is? 
Um, don't know. We're stupid, bro. <laughs> 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 Sure, you go after this gentleman here, okay? But yeah, no, I definitely think women ride out for ride out for men's situations than men do vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Cool, got you, um, Sam. Yeah, I agree with that point. I think I do feel women probably do ride it out, and yeah, there's probably instances where women will become dissatisfied in a relationship first and ride it out. And I wonder whether it's because you know it's just like well the devil you know is better than the one that you don't like. The bar is on the floor for men sometimes, all the time maybe. Um, so it could it, it could be that. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, it's more of a question than an answer. So if someone wants to answer that question, that would be great. Yeah. Okay, what we do? We'll go with this lady here and then we'll go with you. Um, I was just going to say, um, I think you asked why do you think like women tend to ride out for men more than... I think that's what you asked, or what is um, it? No, I was like, um, is it men or women? And if so, like, why, why? do you think? Yeah. yeah, so why? So I think the reason why that happens is that, I don't know about everyone else, but I think a lot of the time in society as a woman, like, you're very much prepped to kind of add value to a man so it's learn how to cook so that you can go to your husband's house and cook for him and look after him learn how to do things so that you can be a mother whereas I feel like as a man obviously I'm not a man but a lot of the time I got to see like younger cousins and stuff just getting to be themselves being encouraged to just pursue their dreams not so that they can necessarily have to look after people in the same way but just so that they're good obviously I'm not a man myself but I think there is definitely that um, as a woman that culture of you know knowing that as a woman your very your value is kind of seen by what value you can kind of add to a man and also i do think the fact that we have social media doesn't help because there is so much accessibility like um, i think it was idris was saying and um there is also that kind of sense that you know if they do find like what we call red flags or things that they don't like you know you, you can be talking to another girl and i think women feel the need to kind of what's the word it's kind of like kind of prove their worth i feel like there's very much a lot of that in the dating scene so yeah that's what i wanted to say interesting um i'm, I'm going to speak only personally only i'm not going to speak for all men or all women or anything like that just me personally um from what i've seen um and what i've experienced it comes from a place of in terms of me and maybe the men around me, we don't tend... Okay, before I get into that, actually, sorry. In terms of Idris's point, actually, firstly, sorry. <laughs> I agree I agree with the first half of what he said um, in terms of presenting and putting your best foot forward. Um, I think the word I like to use for that is peacocking. When you're initially getting in, involved with, with somebody, with, with, with a woman, whatever relationship you get involved in, you put your best foot forward. And a lot of the times, the thing that someone falls in love with you for becomes the thing that they hate you for later on. So I got part of what you said in terms of peacocking. Um, the other side of what I actually want to touch on is that in a lot of time in relationships, a lot of the men around me do not like to present the problems and actually discuss that with their, their, their people around them and just withhold it within like themselves and like, oh, how are you and your girl getting on? Oh yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. Then all of a sudden, bang, it's done. It happens, it happens. Like. I've been through it, like it happens and stuff like that. So not that I've answered the question in any way, shape or form, but <laughs> I'm just going to say from, from the man's, from, from my perspective at least, um, you may not know that I'm like dissatisfied in the situation, but because I'm vocalized it and I'm just presenting the fact that everything's good, I've got this like the house in control. You might think it is, but everything's burning down inside. So, 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 so you're saying that like a man is more likely to get dissatisfied faster than, at least for yourself. I'm not saying that. So you're saying that, <laughs> you, so, so you're saying that you get dissatisfied before yeah. the woman does? Not necessarily that I get it, but if I was dissatisfied, I wouldn't let anyone know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'll just hold it in within myself and just try and fight it and just like present that everything's cool. And then before I know it, it's all like gone to shit kind of thing. So Can you're basically waiting on the woman to kind of yeah. say it. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. That's extremely interesting. <laughs> um, is there anyone here would that who would like to um, expand upon that? Princess, princess. Um, so, sorry, who wants to? Oh, there we go. Hi. Look, all I would say is that because you're pre presenting very like you know masculine energy stuff, and I feel like with this album, 
because I did not recognize this album in a certain type of way. When when I was hurting, I used to think this album was it. And then when I wasn't hurting, I didn't. And so all I would say is that maybe for me, that's how I felt, is that because Summer was hurting and she was giving off a lot of angry, but but in a calm way, She but she wasn't happy. Okay, and then when you have to check yourself and how you are within yourself, kind of reevaluates. All right, how I feel. That's why I didn't rate this album so highly. Now, for me, it was a two point sign because it, I didn't feel like I resonated with it. I felt I didn't feel like I liked a lot of songs in it, apart from like a few, like that one with Usher and another one. It's about four tunes I liked in it now. But back then, it was very different because I was feeling different, you know, I was hurt then. And so that's what I'm saying. You know, if you're going to go on this whole, you know, how you felt as a man and, you know, masculine energy with that, I'd find... Yeah, I'm just, I said it. Sorry. I don't know who that hurt. And I'm really sorry that it hurt you if it did. But at the same time, I'll speak my truth because that's how I felt with it. That's, that's, that's how I felt with it. You know, Summer Walker is a very emotive artist. And... Even if she can't convey her message sometimes to me in a way where I feel like, oh, okay, she's doing it in a in a way that is not necessarily productive, but that just her artistry could be more polished, but she does it with realness. With this album, it's still with realness, but I felt like back in them times when I heard it, it was very different to how I hear it now because I personally feel like I'm a healed, more healed of a person, but not healed but fully. Is, is that really reflection on the art, though, is it, or is that just But that's you? what I'm saying. I'm saying it's, it's very particular to you because that's what I'm saying. Back in 2019, I think. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember it was lockdown when I heard her, this album, and I was very like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm really into this. Then when I hear it again this year, when things are very different for me personally, I'm not talking for anyone else, I didn't resonate with it the same way. I didn't, you know? And as much as I respect her as an artist and her journey, I didn't feel like it resonated with me in the same way that it did back in 2019. Cool. Right. So um, we've got um, Princess here. Um, well, we've got um, Lexi, we've got yourself, and then we've got you. Go on, Princess. Um, okay, so just to circle back to like what the actual question was. So who gets dissatisfied first in relationships? Is it men or women? I think I'm probably going to start it by first of all just like removing, I guess, that the framing of like the gender binary because I'm like, I I feel like asking that question in that way, you're just you're just going to get like the war camps going back and forth. I feel like nowadays in the current culture that we have people do tend to enter relationships, I think, already dissatisfied. Because like, if we're looking at what the actual word is, that sense of not having contentment, that sense of having needs and expectations that aren't met, people move through the dating scene kind of being like, you're not quite what I want, but you'll do for just now until I can find what I feel fits me better. And I think when you enter something with that, you might be like, okay, yeah, this person's great. That's why you might have a guy who's like either keeping things in and not, and not because he doesn't feel like, oh, you're someone that he can speak to. Or you might have a girl feeling like, actually, let me stay and like, let me help him like work. And obviously being socialized to be like, oh yeah, like you said, almost like add value to a man. You're less likely to go somewhere else because he's good for just now. And that sense of you already entered the relationship dissatisfied because they weren't meeting your expectations, they weren't meeting your needs. But of the ones they would, of the ones they were, you were like, you're good for just now. So I feel like people enter relationships in the current culture, current dating climate, already dissatisfied and wanting something else. So yeah. Got you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Um, So we've got this lady here. So I was actually going to respond to um, the lady's comments about the album, but I guess the album is a good stimulus for this conversation. One of the things that I like about the album is the fact that Summer Walker is very honest about what she actually desires and and needs. So she's actually very, very vocal about the fact that she wants companionship. She wants to be loved. She wants attention. And I think one of the, maybe some of, one of the biggest conflicts in a lot of, when people are dating or people are seeking companionship is just saying, I want companionship, <laughs> I want attention, I want to have a person. And I think sometimes the fear of actually just communicating your desires means that people are 
I don't know, people become disposable, easy, easily discardable when actually um, that takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of... Um, it takes a lot of bravery to, to have those conversations or say, actually, you know, when you didn't call me, when you said you were going to call me, that upset me, um, rather, than rather than trying to protect oneself um, because of how you want to be perceived, it, instead of actually being honest so you can get exactly what you actually want and maybe need in a partnership. And that's why I really like Summer Walker's album. But what does it um, speak to then if she's communicating what it is that she wants, whether that's face-to-face -face or through song, but then goes for the complete opposite of that? Um, I think it maybe speaks back to um, what you said in terms of feeling like you then have to maybe compromise. And maybe the compromise is actually you're compromising what your actual wants and needs are. I don't know if... I'd, I mean, I don't, me and Summer, we're not friends, but um, <laughs> it seems from the transition from this album to her most recent album and from that relationship to her most recent relationship, at least from what she says, is that um, she's become comfortable with waiting for what she wants. Um, yeah. She can only decide if, I mean, yeah, she can only decide if that exactly is what she wants and what she has in front of her. She can say that that is exactly what she wants. She seems to be happy um, in her new relationship. So maybe that is the, tr she's finally said, yeah, actually I'm gonna wait for what it's I feel right. I deserve. Yeah, 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 got you. Um, you could pass the mic to this lady here. Oh, okay, we go Lexi and then we go with you, okay? Okay, so I hope I really get out the points that I have to say like very clearly. Um, I don't think that the answer to the question of who gets dissatisfied first in relationships is completely black and white. Um, for the most part, I do feel that women carry a very huge burden Mo mainly when it comes to relationships. A lot of times the women is the carer, the, you know, uh, even the provider, <laughs> um, the cook, the cleaner, the, you know, the, the everything, the, the, the sex, the sex prostitute, everything, not, you know, for her man and everything like that. Like it's a, it's a lot of different roles that the woman plays in regards to the relationship um, versus the man. And, and unfortunately, women are more likely to settle in relationships than men. So, and on, and on that guard, that's, a, that's partly self-responsibility in that regard for in terms of who's settling, because men, they're less likely to settle. Like, at the end of the day, like, a man could literally be like, okay, you don't even please me sexually, so realistically, how much further do I see us going, you know, than this? Whereas for, on the women's perspective, I know a lot of, I'm only talking out of experience, and I'm seeing some eye rolls and all this. <laughs> I was seeing some eye rolls, but only because a lot of times I've seen women and observed women obviously putting up with a lot of things and enduring with a lot unfortunately just for you know maybe because it's out of love or you know some something that they like or see within the man that they value now on the other hand i'm also aware that in modern times especially as of recently I'm seeing a lot more men be vulnerable. And I'm actually very, very glad and pleased about that. I'm seeing a lot more men actually talk a lot about their own issues and their own relationship issues that they have faced and experienced. And also, a lot of times, and I've, I've known this from even before anyway, unfortunately women, whilst we do do a lot in a lot of great positive ways, I don't think we always take accountability or see the downsides of how we actually play a very negative role or actually play a part into toxicity when it comes to relationships. And when it, when it comes to men, like I think maybe, you know, I can't, I can't speak for a man, I'm not a man, but I'm aware obviously there's a lot of expectations and burdens also placed onto men just by being men in the first place, as it is with women. So I know both, both, both genders have their own burdens and expectations of what is expected of them. And a lot of times if a man feels like, okay, well, I can't provide or I can't do this or, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm still a bit shy or reserved and stuff like that in myself. I have seen some women use that, <laughs> manipulate that, take advantage of that and, you know, twist and turn things in a very, very extreme and sinister way. So it's not to say at the end of the day, both parties have their own levels and degrees of toxicity, as well as the burdens and expectations that are expected within relationships. I just think 
overall, I think it's important for women to just kind of be a bit more aware of the roles that they play and how they could be adding to, I don't know what's the word, it's adding or amplifying a toxic situation without without them knowing or just them being like, ah, he didn't do this for me today. <laughs> I don't know, like he didn't get me this today. So yeah, I'm, I'm just aware of that. Got you. Thank you, thank you for that. How about yourself? Um, so <clears throat> I think like relationships in modern day society now are always, all feel about like what you can get. So social media will tell you if he wanted to, he would sis. Social media will tell you like, um, you know, if he's not doing this or she's not doing this. And so it kind of makes you, f- and then the illusion of technology and connectivity makes you feel like people are disposable and accessible. But actually finding true connection with someone is actually really difficult. Um, and I also think that, you know, like men, men because of how they are socialized, don't always have the emotional tools to work through some of those issues. So we'll just then decide actually this is not worth the fight. Um, and obviously this is sweeping generalization, whereas women, because we are socialized to talk about our feelings, we are socialized not to give up, we are socialized to care and nurture and all of these things, um, that's kind of where you can get like the discord. But I think if people come into relationships with a sense of wholeness, I think um, the lady said about people coming into relationships um, dissatisfied, but if you come to the table like, okay, these, this is like what I'm, I'm hoping to bring, and this is what you're hoping to bring, then I think it's a more fulfilling experience as opposed to you're not meeting all of the things on my checkbox and um, all of these like uh, TikToks are telling me that if he's not doing this, then I need to kick you to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I think if you, f- if you find a true genuine connection with somebody and you can like be like, this is, these are my traumas. I'm willing to work through this. I'm willing to put my heart in if you're willing to, then like, I think that's how relationships work. So going back to the dissatisfaction point, I think people are so guarded because they don't want to repeat the mistakes of their families, their forefathers, things they've seen growing up and also wa- not wanting to, to end up with egg on their face because for some reason failed relationships is like a big taboo especially within like our, our the, 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 the dating scene amongst like and the majority of us here are black like black community as well for some reason so maybe that's why okay thank you for that was um that was really good um i think it's it's interesting then like from both like a man's perspective and also from a woman's perspective that we've kind of identified that it's the woman who gets um dissatisfied well, it's more likely to get dissatisfied um, out the two, out the two, um, out the two genders. So I guess, like, what does it speak to then um, to like ignoring like red flags in the beginning? Like, are we like caught up in the moment when we're, you know, measuring, you know, the true character of someone, or do we think that you know we can change them? We've got this lady here. Sorry, I had the mic before you asked that question, but this can tie, what I have to say can tie into that. Okay. Um, I agree with what the lady over there was saying. I think why I think women get dissatisfied more is because they fall in love with potential, whereas a man falls in love with who you are at that present moment. They know that's the best that they can get, whereas a woman can always be like, oh, he'll improve on this. I can change him this way. And when they realise that it can't be changed or the man has reached his most potential, that's when they get dissatisfied. But there's almost an element of embarrassment. Women would rather, well, some women, would rather be in a relationship than not being one at all. It's almost seen like the highest rank of value. That's why you hear some women saying, at least I have a man, at least I have a husband. Where's your husband? It's almost seen as an insult if you're not in a relationship, if that makes sense. I think that's a really good point. So then on the topic of like potential then, like... Even Summer Walker said it. Yeah, no, she has a whole song dedicated to it. Um, (laughs) But I was going to say is then on the topic of measuring up against, measuring someone up against Mm. the potential that Mm. you kind of project upon them, Mm. is it then the guy's fault when they don't live up to it if they've never shown it? shown that they're capable of fulfilling that in the first place absolutely not like the lady was saying she was like women have to take accountability as well 
you knew exactly, well, most of the time, a lot of guys can change, but you saw the red flags and you carried on. Someone has to take the blame for that. And if you saw those red flags, you can't just go crying and saying, ah, that's when women have to put themselves first and be like, this person's not the person for me. I might have feelings for him, but in the long run, this is not good for me. Got you. Thank you. Um, We've got um, Idris and Princess here who wants to... Go go on, Idris, take the (laughs) wall. Right. Um, I think sometimes when it comes to relationship, people don't acknowledge how your upbringing can determine your the type of relationship that you find yourself in i feel like as you grow up you get conditioned or you you kind of your your perception or your understanding of the world is shaped by your environment and oftentimes people grow they become adults but they've grown up in environments where their understanding of value was almost skewed in a negative uh on a negative side based on the people that they've seen growing up or like how much value were they how much value were they exposed how much value they saw in the women's around it or in the men's around it and what was the the market of this value so when it comes to sometimes relationship i feel like somebody might put up with a lot of red flags because to them they've seen people you know older than them kind of being treated a certain type of way and it becomes it normalized. was normalized or it was you know it was expected to just put up with it because at the end of the day, like you mentioned, it's better to be with a man, even if he's a, he's a, if he's a bum, than to be with no man. And almost that understanding of society assigning value to women on how, like, it's almost like women are made auxiliaries of men where your value is only higher by your association with a man. And you, it's better to be with no, it's better to be with a man, even if, if he's not, if not worth much, than to be without. So I feel like that does play a lot uh, in, in women tolerating, in women's red tolerating flags. a lot of red flags because there's this sense of, first, I don't, not that you don't know better, but growing up, you haven't seen a lot of positive examples of how love or how relationship is meant to be. You haven't seen a lot of positive examples of how you should be respected or how you should be treated. So when you get treated foul, you might feel that it's not right, but you don't have really have a confirmed uh Reference point. Reference point. And so you just put up with it because you're hoping that things will get better. And that's just how things, you know, seep across generation. So, yeah. So I was hoping he wasn't going to say what I was going to say, but he kind of did. But essentially what I was uh, essentially going to say was, I feel like society is a red flag. And the way... And the way that we like even teach people to to interact with people or or don't even teach people how to interact with people. So that sense of your upbringing, your experiences, etc. It's not always that people ignore red flags. It's that either they've never seen what a green flag looks like or this red flag is looking a bit amberish. It's looking a bit yellow in the light. So it's looking tolerable. It's looking like, oh, it could potentially be a, gre- a, a green flag. It's almost like thinking of that idea of like a red flag being something fixed it's like oh no it's a traffic light it, it can change in in the future and and that's like my hope i feel like when we look at the way romantic relationships are even displayed in movies in songs etc oh the louder i shout at you the more aggressive like if i'm telling you you can't leave me that oh that's he, he loves you like that's that's the show of love that's something trustful that's like that's his show of compassion you should stay there I feel like, so that's why I essentially I said that I feel like society and the way it both teaches you and doesn't teach you to like interact in your interpersonal relationships is the red flag. It sets the standard. And so in your own personal inter- relationships, you're literally only a kind of like feeding into that cycle. You can only do what you've ever been, like what you've only been shown. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. That's cool. Um, anyone who wants to expand upon that? I guess like... Um as like a last point then, um, so like what do you think it will take for like relationships um, in this day and age to survive and prosper? <laughs> here we go. We could pass the mic to this lady here. I agree with you, by the way. <laughs> um, so I think that... Um, the hugest issue 
um, with relationships um, in the modern day is just that people enter into them with no intention. Um, people like to be in a relationship based on vibes and based on um, <laughs> like, no, but genuinely that, that's what people do. Like to be in a relationship with someone because you like them is absolutely ridiculous to me. Like yeah. I've never, I've never understood it. And people have, when people do have intentions, they have intentions of like what they want from a person as opposed to what they want from the relationship. Like, and I feel like that's where they fail because it should, it should be more about, um, is this a person who can give me what I need like from relationship with them as opposed to like is he six feet tall and all of these like arbitrary things that people have decided are like really important for them to have um like instead of asking you know does he have the things that I you know that I think are like particularly attractive in a person like can he communicate like are we gonna are we gonna be constantly running into arguments because um like your like communication skills are not very good or like we can't be on the same level do we like are like do our paths kind of go in the same direction does he want to move to Australia next year and I want to stay here forever for the rest of my life like these are like the types of um bigger questions which I think that when you're entering relationships purely based on emotion like you you kind of you don't you don't like value the importance of it as much like the 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 bigger questions basically are i think are the things that need to be the focus of it before um before like attraction and and like liking people and emotion and that sort of thing so yeah just don't like people (laughs) (laughs) so 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 would you say like um like the criteria that people kind of go into relationships in the first place is quite juvenile I wouldn't say it's juvenile, but I would say it's like it's what we've been brought up on. Like, oh, I'm like when you when people say that you're you, when, like when you're five years old and you go to your home to your parents and you say, oh, I have a boyfriend. They're like, oh, that's cute. No, because like what a relationship <laughs> is like people aren't taught what a relationship is or, or like the the way to actually get to having a good one. Like they're, they're just taught to like look for a good person. And the whole like distinction between like the thing that changed my life, like when it came to, I don't really argue with my friends, I can't lie. But like when when you get into disagreements, um, the difference between saying, oh, it's me versus you and, the, and then saying, oh, it's me and you versus the problem. Like anything that gets in the way of us is is an issue that we want to tackle together. Like, and that ability to be on the same side is an important thing that you can only have when the relationship, like you see it as something that's separate from the two of you. And like, when you're looking for people, when you're looking for a certain person that has this or can make me laugh, like blah, 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 you're not looking for, you're not looking for a relationship that's separate. You're looking to find your happiness in a person as opposed to having someone who can build a good relationship with you. And I think, yeah, that's a distinction that we need to have. Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you for that. And um, is there anyone that would like, oh, here we go. Hi. Hey. How you doing? I'm all good, man. Wonderful looking in orange. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, There's two points that I, I wanna, I definitely wanna sort of mirror on um what she was saying, which was definitely like ringing all the bells and the triangle, ding, 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 ding. Um, a lo- what you hear a lot of couples in either long relationships or marriage say now when they are questioning about separating is, is love enough? Most of the time it's not. Because the way that we structure our relationships and have done, including marriage, has been strictly economical and breeding wise. Now we all have a choice. We all have enough wisdom to know what our choices are. That's what the difference is, I have to say, with first world and third world uh, countries is that first world countries know they have a choice. Third world countries don't necessarily know all the choices that they have. We have a choice, you know, when we're living in this sort of environment and we're comfortable. So relationships, where they go wrong now is not understanding that change of where we are in society, of that, well, to be fair, the way it's going right now, I'm looking to try to get green card. Anyone know, got brothers or cousins in Nigeria, Ghana, <laughs> ja- not Jamaica, Nigeria, Ghana, Ghana mainly, please. I'm happy to take that ticket because obviously that's the way that society in the UK is going. It's making you question, do I need to shack up with someone to be able to pay my bills 
or do I be alone and be broke and maybe homeless? So like, it depends what you're looking for. And I think that's the first question that everyone needs to ask with any relationship they have with any person, parent, friend, cousin, or partner. What do you expect from that person? What is the end goal? What are your expectations from that sort of partnership? And that is the most important question you can ask yourself. Start from that and then you're at a brilliant start. Brilliant answer. Um, we got a princess. Hey, princess, yeah. And I think um, we'll finish off with Sam. As much as I understand, I think your your point. I think I'd I'd shift it. So I wouldn't say, oh, start from what do you expect from someone else. I'd almost be like, what do you expect from yourself? Like, what do you want for yourself? Like, if you to almost answer that broader question, like when you don't, I'm still speaking. Sorry. Um, when you don't know yourself, it's it's almost hard to know what you want. If you don't know what you want, if you don't know how you want to be loved, if you don't really sort of take that time to interrogate your own sort of wishes and beliefs and desires, you can never then be like, if you don't know your own goals, if you don't know, okay, in five years, I want to do this with my life. Is this person that I've met, uh, like, um, like the lady over there said, that sense of the path and the journey that I want to build, is that something that you're going to be able to walk with me on? Is that a direction that you want to go on? Like if I'm in a car and you're in a car, are we even going in the same place before I'm saying, oh, let's go there together, let's build this relationship? Something long-term becomes unsustainable if you don't know where you want to go and they don't know where they want to go. Now, like you said, you're kind of existing on vibes. So I think entering anything with the expectation of, oh, what do you want from someone else? You, you then almost fall into the trap of living your life solely by the journey they want to take as opposed to where you actually want to go. And then how did the two of you have that conversation and communicate about, okay, we're both going the same direction. How do we get there? Do how fast do you want to go there? How slowly do you want to get there? I feel like if you fall into that trap of living and kind of curating a relationship or your sense of desire based on someone else and not actually truly knowing yourself, you're you're just gonna get lost and that's currently kind of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think we'll finish off with Sam here. Cool. Um it's just quite simple uh quite simple, straightforward. I always say love is unconditional, you can love anybody anyhow anyway but relationships are conditional and for their relationship to succeed both people have need to know what their conditions are and be able to sort of meet each other's conditions for it to be successful i always sort of tell myself or friends that when we talk about relationships so that's it cool <sighs> yeah <laughs> bloody hell that's been uh that's been an interesting one today you know um i think there was a lot of things um, that were said today, which you know I think we can all kind of leave with, and at the very least, you know, think about, you know. Um, but nonetheless, you know, that brings um, an end um, to to this discussion. Um, I'd like to thank all of you for coming today and um, contributing in in the great ways in which in which you have. You know, I've learned um, a lot today through this conversation alone and I'm sure a lot of people here can echo those same sentiments um, you know I think before um, we leave I think it's important to kind of like give credit where credit's due um, so if we could just kind of like give Liam a round of applause <laughs> Daniel a round of applause Luke for being a great videographer and if you can all just, you know, give a round of applause for ourselves, you know, for making this a great night, you know. Um, so as far as um, what we do from now, I'm just going to, you know, play some, play some music, you know, use it as an opportunity to, you know, break the ice, get to know each other a little bit more. Um, and yeah, hopefully I see a lot of you next time. Okay, everyone. Peace. <laughs>